you know what that sound means? It's now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. I got you for 15 minutes. I came in to do two things. Shoot bubblegum and tell you what I've been streaming. And I'm all out of bubblegum. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time this week on Now Streaming. Welcome back to Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm your host, Drew Allen. With me as always, that handsome Drew Crawford. And Kyle Cox, last but not least, and the local cat, Neville Longbottom, <laughs> makes an appearance early and often. He heard me start the podcast, probably heard the <laughs> recording going, and said, hey, I went on there. I heard that we had 100 views the other week. So <laughs> I didn't cool. know. I didn't know why Tiffany named y'all's cat Neville Longbottom ah, for yes. years. And now I finally get the reference, and it's not that great of a reference, I don't think. Important backstory to the podcast. Let's get into it. Harry No, I don't think we should. should. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm glad you now know that tidbit. How y'all doing? I know. I've missed you guys. We took a a whole week off, and uh, I felt like a part of me died, so I, I had to be back. I know. There's so much to stream, to now stream and talk about, but... I don't think we should go into every one of, I would have to assume, is the 80 movies you made your wife watch, Crawford? Am I getting close? Am I somewhere in the ballpark? Yeah, I mean, 80 might have been a stretch, but there were definitely several. I did make her watch a lot of Young Justice that I think she was just tuning out. So Yeah. Mm. I didn't realize. I'd actually seen the first two seasons before. I kind of forgot about it. And then when you all brought it up, I went back. I was like, oh, I'll try this out. I got halfway through the first episode, and I was like, no. I've seen this. I know <laughs> yeah. Aqualad is cool. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was very... I'm buzzing through real quick so I can get to the season three. There you Makes go. Sense. I was confused when you said you hadn't seen. It. I was like, that is way up your alley. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was too far my alley. Not to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of up our alleys, I on the first movie of my now streaming segment that we're going to segue into seamlessly was a little film filmed by Scrubs. Actor Zach Braff. Zach Braff. He filmed. I think his first directorial debut was Garden Garden State. State? Oh yeah. Finally got around to it. Finally got around to watching it. Natalie Portman. You hadn't seen it before. I had never seen it before. I have enjoyed, loved the show Scrubs. Enjoyed Zach Braff and the whole cast of characters. But I have never been like, "Mm, that's an actor who I really want to see how he directs movie for whatever reason. And yeah. also, like, I have two main movie influences, my older brother and my older sister. My older sister, Garden State, is all, like, that's directly up her alley, speaking of alleys. Um, I'm just using that phrase a lot this time. I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> she recommended it to, to me. And then my older brother uh, is, like, that's the exact opposite of a movie that he would enjoy. And his was a second uh, kind of recommendation I got. And he was like, you will hate that movie. It's terrible and boring. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Uh, but I'm sad because I missed out on a long uh, life with uh, Garden State in it. To I'm not sure if brighten up is the word because it's not a super yeah. like cheery go lucky movie, but right. it has kind of a nice message and a nice theme, and it was overall an enjoyable experience. I haven't seen it in probably ten years. Is it? Was does it hold up? Uh, yes and no. I'm not as big a fan of Natalie Portman's uh, character who's like the I'm a super 
nerdy and and insecure and and but played by yeah. like the top actress of that time um it makes it kind of hard to believe not that she doesn't do a good job acting wise it's just kind of like uh you're very clearly like the type of person that a lot of people I did not enjoy hanging out with in high school and college <laughs> were like that's the template I'm gonna be yeah uh yeah I I thought it was really funny when we talked about it previously on the pack and the podcast but uh the attack of the Hollywood cliches and they use clips from that movie about how mm-hmm. the, like the indie dreamy girl uh like mm-hmm. you know starry-eyed weird girl and they used a couple clips from there and I was like yeah, they nailed it. That's exactly what that is. That is a that is a stereotype for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it may, may have been groundbreaking when it first came out, but I don't know if it's because it's been so overused since that movie came out, but it kind of took me out of the movie whenever she kind of came on screen. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was directed beautifully. Um, and and a, a very sentimental story that I, I got behind. The- and, and this podcast is always going to be nostalgic for Zach Braff, but... Uh, mm. What, what, what else, man? It can't be the only thing you were doing no, over Thanksgiving. Of course not. Of course not. Other movies, throw it in there. The third Fast and Furious movie, Tokyo Drift. I know I've ridden very hard for the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, and I don't know why, because I've never really been the Fast and the Furious guy uh, of my friend group. But uh, the third one, even less so. I would say, <laughs> boy, does it take a while for that franchise to get off the ground. Woof, and then. Yeah. Once they do get off the ground, they go into space with those cars. And so I'm not upset about where they land. It's just a long takeoff. And the third movie, they definitely jump the shark. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people take losing really hard. But the fact that that quarterback lost state and then decided mm. to move to Tokyo <laughs> to drive cars, I feel like he took that a, like a step too far. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessary. Then you didn't just... see Friday Night Lights in the right mindset because, man... <laughs> That is an emotional Soul crushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the most important movie on my now streaming list was the harder they fall. Have y'all seen this movie? Dude. On Netflix? Yes. It was so good. Yes. It was a, a, a Western movie with an all black cast. And the, it seemed like what's that uh, little Nos song um, that his country song that he came out with? Oh. Old town road. Old town Old road. Town road. Yeah, it's like if that, music video produced a movie and oh. got Idris Elba and Regina King and like a, a like a handful of other really big name stars that are just slipping my mind for whatever reason. Jonathan uh, Majors, Sazzy Beats, Lakeith Sazzy Stanfield. Beats. Oh, Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> that movie's awesome. It's that movie's great. Crawford, did you have you not seen it yet? No, I haven't. That uh, is the movie of the year in, in okay. Kyle's opinion. That'll yeah, be that'll be the year. That'll be on my now streaming next week. So okay. <laughs> can't wait. Well, what's on your now streaming this week? Uh, so I did get around to watching uh, Shang Chi when it's now released on Disney Plus. So yeah, appreciated that. Got to see it in the comfort of my living room, which is the only place I want to see movies now. Uh, and I feel no. bad saying that. I love the theater. Like three weeks ago, you were like, I rented out a theater and watched 007 and it's the greatest thing ever. Mm. Yeah. Well, somebody else paid Somebody else paid for that and invited me. And that's a huge difference, Kyle. <laughs> uh, because just watching something for free in my living room was like super huge. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, there were definitely some parts of it that I was like, all right. 
we maybe could have thought about that for a second. Like at one point at the end of the movie, they're underwater for like five real minutes. Yeah. And it's like, all right, somebody drowned. Somebody had to drown. <laughs> uh, you're not David Blaine out here holding your breath for nine minutes. Um, yeah. The only but I, I had a good time. I'm, I, I thought it was really fun. I really loved that actor. I thought, um, I thought the action was awesome. Yeah. I love that movie. The only moment that, that took me out of the movie, like you said about that water thing, is early on in the film when the dad's fighting the mom, they have like this really intense slow-mo with wind blowing in their hair as they kind of levitate around the scenery. And it's very artistic and very, I, I, I guess, like a, a crouching tiger. It's very crouching dragon. tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. But it seemed to add like a really interesting romantic vibe to their fight. So much so that when the father and son did the same thing at the end of the movie, <laughs> yeah. I got real yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, the only moment of that movie that I was just like, ooh, interesting, was when Aquafina like is the one who shoots the arrow to kill the thing. And I'm like, I get it. That was like her character arc, but like also like, did she need a character arc or could she just have been comedic relief? That's where I was at. I had a hard time buying into Aquafina being anything other yeah. than like the side character relief. Like that's all I need from you. Um, yeah. But I will, I will say the one, and I get that they're having to establish a bunch of backstory at one go, but there was one point where the dad is, I think talking to Aquafina and just tells her a lot about their family history, like a lot of intimate <laughs> secrets to just tell a stranger. And I don't know, maybe he's lonely and just needs someone to talk to, but like, I, I had that note where I was like, that's a lot of information to tell a stranger, my guy. A uh, lot of secrets going on. Uh, you give us a lot of exposition. Yeah. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. The, under, the underground, uh, his sister. Isn't that, it's his sister who runs the underground ring. Fight ring, her. yeah. Um, but Marvel's doing a really cool thing I'm just now putting together that they're not sidekicks, but like B heroes in their movies are super interesting. Like yeah. the sister in Shang-Chi, the sister in The Black Widow, uh, Florence Pugh's character. Um, and I had one more that came to my head that I've lost while I've started ranting. Um, well, there wasn't it, an interesting character Kit, in Kit Terms, so it. Couldn't Kit have been Harrington. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you go. forget Kit Harrington? Yep, I did. Yep, you're right. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. They're doing, I don't know if it's because they're setting up like the next eight phases of their movies that they need to put in the more interesting characters in the background of their phase one movies. But yeah, something I was thinking about too with that, that the MCU got kicked off with Iron Man, which mm. at the time was a B character. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. no one was an Iron Man fan when that movie came out. He made us all fans, but like mm. that's, they just made a really good movie and they're like, yeah, I don't know, pick Iron Man. They're like, okay, great. And they made a really good movie and that spawned 26 movies yeah but yeah that's how they started it's interesting maybe that's um, start again but uh a couple other things two shows that i started streaming this week uh one that i was really excited about seeing and then it's kind of been a letdown is the wheel of time it came out on amazon prime um yeah. and this is a thing that i was personally excited about just because i started reading these books in the last year and they've been really fun. There's like 11 of them. There's a lot. Uh, I'm on the third one right now, but I'm having a great time. Um, it's very much kind of in the realm of Lord of the Rings or um, Harry Potter or um, the name of the Game wind. Of if you've heard of that series, Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh. just this big world building. Um, 
coming up with a whole new world religions people like magic exists and everyone's cool with that like it's just a whole new fantasy world and they do a really great job explaining it in the books and they do uh not a whole lot of that in the show and (laughs) and i get it i i figured out pretty quickly like five minutes in i was like okay i can't compare this to the books you just have like enjoy it for what it is and what it is is fine um Like I wanted so much more for it. Um, I'm going to keep watching it to be clear. Um, I think Roseman Pike is great. Um, She, she does. I think she's a phenomenal actress. So I'm excited to see where she goes with it, but uh, I don't know. I'll report back later on at the end of the season. I'm trying to think back to when season one of game of Thrones came out. I think it was still a big deal, but like there weren't, cgi dragon like full drag people riding dragons and no like the zombies did not look quite as near as good as they do season eight season one was a lot of people in rooms talking dialogue um Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of the book was and that's why people love game of thrones so much was especially that first season was like scene for scene out of the book uh Mm. and this show was like, hey, there is too much here to do in order. So we are going to skip a lot of that. Uh, <laughs> All right. So if I haven't read the book, I might like the show just for what it is. If you have not, you might like the show just for like finding out all about it. I, I, I think it's okay, pretty cool. good. I, I'm just my heart hurts because it wants certain things. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. But onto a cheerier subject, a show that I did really like and excited to see what happens is Hawkeye, which just came out uh, on Disney Plus. Marvel just released that. And uh, I was unsure what to think about a Hawkeye show, um, but I'm kind of digging it. I'm having fun. I think Jeremy Renner is doing just fine. And I think the girl that plays Kate Bishop is killing it. Haley uh, Steinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I like it. I like that it's all centered around a Christmas time in the movie yeah. and that it's going to come out like it's going to wrap up probably around Christmas. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think it's going to be a great thing to just stream during the holidays and it's going to give me yeah. my little Marvel fix till uh, Book of Boba comes out. Yeah, and I think we're so used with Marvel movies giving us so much great fun and wrapping everything up really nicely in two hours or whatever that when you get back into the mode of TV show Marvel, it's almost kind of like a letdown when you see the end titles and you're like, oh yeah, like I think there's four more hours of this and and they, they're just really just now setting the the baseline of the plot for yeah. you or whatever. But I think Haley Seinfeld's great in that show and it set up some cool stuff and I'm excited. I, I don't, I, I think we might be getting Kingpin. I think Kingpin might be in this show and I'm pretty really? fired up about that. Because Vincent Donforio was, or how do you say his name, was awesome in Daredevil. The, sure, thank you. You, the guy who mispronounced monster, is gonna get me on. Okay, cool. Uh, because the, uh, the, uh, the bad guy that they introduced at the end of episode two is famously Kingpin's like right hand woman. Ah. Uh, her name is Echo, I believe. Yeah, I really like where Hawkeye's going. I think it's gonna be good stuff. Um, I watched three movies this weekend that I wanted to talk to you all about. One was the worst movie that I've seen outside of Eternals, and that's Venom 2. I don't know if you guys saw Venom 2. Oh, no. It was terrible. 
And I would watch it a hundred times again before I sat through Eternals again. Uh, but I did not so like good. it. <laughs> Woody Harrelson would kind of like made up for the movie being bad. Um, you talked about last week, Drew, that uh, that Jungle Cruise was like the the writers of the Mummy tried to just rewrite the Mummy while doing like like snorting cocaine after yeah. every page <laughs> they wrote. So Venom Two feels like the writers of Spider Man Two were like, "What if we did this but with the bad guy?" And they're like, "Yeah." And then they snorted a bunch of cocaine and tried to just do Spider-Man 2 again. Because uh, it is essentially the same storyline, just with a serial killer uh, involved in it. And it is bad. Um, so I went from watching what I think is maybe one of the worst movies of 2021 uh, to two of the best movies. We already talked about The Harder They Fall. Um, the Harder They Fall is like a mobster movie meets a Western movie. And it is so, so, so good. Um, I don't know who directed it. I should have looked that up. But whoever it was is awesome. And I'd like to see everything he's ever done. He's got two really, really cool scenes. One where the two main, the two main female protagonists and antagonists are fighting each other. And it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. Just the background was just beautiful. It was very colorful and in this like kind of dirty, gross, old westerny town. Uh, and then there's a second scene, Jarell, I don't know if you remember this or not, when they go to rob the bank in the white uh, town and just it's full of white people, but just every building is white. Everything sand in the is town white. is white. The sand is white. Yeah, and I that just, was like, great. I, was just, I thought that was just such a great touch of just being like, I don't know. They, I just, that movie's great. It's there, awesome. There's so much like, I don't know a good word for it, but like the, the set design is, it's, it's the themes are turned up so much, yeah. that, but they work so well for the story. It's like a Western movie with hip hop rap soundtrack. Yeah. And mm -hmm. everything's so stylized. The characters look really cool, but it's very saturated. And then when they go to the white town to rob the bank, it's they mute everything. They take all of that yeah. out, which I thought was yeah. really funny. Really it's really well good. Done. Then I, I really liked Lakeith. He was awesome in the movie. And then the other guy, Cherokee Bill. Yeah, is it R.J. Yeah. Seiler? Oh no, uh, that Lakeith's character was Cherokee Bill, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy uh, was R.J. Oh, yeah. Seiler. And I don't think okay. I've ever seen him in anything before, but either. he stole the show for me. Oh, I thought him? he was great. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. I, um, I love that dynamic. Him and his, as uh, I don't know if they're brothers or just friends, but they kind of roll together the, the sniper and the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and the quick shooter. Mm -hmm. um, I love. I always love that dynamic when you have like a team, and then like two of them kind of are so closely bonded that their relationship kind of plays into their characters really yeah. well. I always love that dynamic because it, it kind of adds a layers of closeness amongst people working together. And I think it really, yeah. they Dude, do a that's, job. That's a fun one. That's a really fun movie and it's very well directed, very well acted. And if you just watched the preview, you'd think Idris Elba was the main character and he's super not. Yeah. So, and I don't know yeah. if that's, I don't know if it's just like going into it or not. Uh, but then the last one I saw, uh, which I really enjoyed was Tick, Tick, Boom. I don't know if you guys have heard of Tick, Tick, Boom or if that's anywhere on your radar not okay that's the andrew garfield uh yeah andrew garfield yeah. in uh tick tick boom was jonathan larson's the only thing he was known for before he came out with rent long story short it's a musical directed by lynn manuel miranda it is really really well done andrew garfield crushes it um the songs are beautiful it's fun it's fast-paced and it's about the guy who wrote rent before he wrote rent and the stuff that he was doing just to like get by as he's trying to climb the ladder of of being a broadway director and writer uh but it's really really good it's 
even if you don't like musicals, seeing Andrew Garfield's performance in that movie is worth the two hours. Mm. Uh, and I think Lin-Manuel Miranda, his directoral debut, it was he did really, really good. Oh, he did some nice re- he made some really, really cool choices. Um, that was that was really neat. And if you're a Broadway fan or a musical fan, uh, there is one scene that I was trying to count how many cameos they got of famous Broadway people. And I, uh-huh. I stopped counting at like 28. It was just wow. like everybody in the scene was someone who's super, super famous for something they did on Broadway. So like Bernadette Peters is in this movie for four seconds and she has zero <laughs> lines. But it was just like one of those things that everybody yeah. wanted to be in this movie, I guess. Yeah. So um, I really enjoyed Tick, Tick, Boom. Harder They Fall was awesome. Netflix has come out with some great stuff, which is funny because Sony can't make a good movie to save their life at this point in time. So Tick, Tick, Boom. I, I, I watched the trailer for it. And it gave me some vibes kind of like from Whiplash, that uh, J.K. Simmons movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and who else is in that? What's the, what's the guy's name? Miles Teller. Miles yeah. Teller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it that intense? No, I, I, I've never seen Whiplash, but okay. I've seen the scene when J.K. Simmons slaps Miles Teller <laughs> multiple times. I'm like, it definitely can't be that intense. Okay, so, okay. No, it's a, it's a real chill story of a dude who's struggling to make his oh, way okay. through Broadway. So um, on a really different good. note, I'm going to watch Harder They Fall this week, and you should watch Whiplash because it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, cool. There you go. I'm in. And I'll watch Tick, Tick, Boom. We all have homework. Beautiful. Perfect. Well, I think that's about it. All we got time for this week about the podcast you deserve. Uh, if you'd like to stick around, the next episode will be breaking down Broken Arrow. <laughs>